Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanel. And I I just got back from watching um Spider-Man No Way Home. It's one o'clock in the morning, guys. I just got home. I'm watching two and a half hour movie. This is a non-spoiler review. And this is going to be one of the hardest reviews I've ever done in my life. You have no idea just how blown my mind is. This was a great movie. Make no mistake. (laughs) This movie was phenomenal. I'm not willing to say it's the best Spider-Man movie of all time. I never say that kind of stuff. I, whether I play a game or watch a show or watch a movie, I never go out and say this is the best version of something that we've seen. You're in the moment, right? You're coming off of that high and you, and you feel like, this. yeah, this is it. This is everything. Or sometimes it's the opposite. This is the worst thing ever. I cannot believe it. But let me tell you something. <clears throat> this movie... You know all the hype surrounding this movie? We've been talking about this movie. Oh. I'm trying to stay calm and not spoil anything. Don't worry. If you're hearing this, that means I made it and I didn't spoil anything. I just... I want y'all to know something. From the bottom of my heart, this movie, out of all the Spider-Man movies, I think really just was like, it was a very well-rounded movie. This felt like a very complete movie. Um, Is it better than Spider-Man 2? Is it better than Into the Spider-Verse? You know, these are questions... Uh, that we have to answer. Where does it rank? I, I, I'm I going to say it ranks. Oh easily. Easily. Ranks in the top three situation. This is a top three Spider-Man movie of all time. Um, it's better than the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Because just about all of them are. It's obviously better than, than Spider-Man 3. I like Spider-Man 3. Um, but it's not the best. It's, you know what I mean? So, and then you have Homecoming and Far From Home. I liked Homecoming more than Far From Home. I'm one of those guys. I like Homecoming more than Far From Home. Um, and I'm also going to say, you know, Spider-Man 2 obviously is a top guy, you know, alongside of Into the Spider-Verse. So No Way Home is competing probably with Into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2. That's where its competition lies for me um, when I rank the movies. It's an excellent movie. It is an excellent movie. Um, one of the things about the movie that was actually somewhat unexpected. I did not see this coming. This was one of the funniest Spider-Man movies I've seen. Now... Homecoming and Far From Home have already been like 
comedy gold in terms of Spider-Man movies. The original tr- trilogy wasn't all that funny. Like it had little moments of humor, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like you was laughing all the time. The Amazing Spider-Man movies was dark and moody, trying to compete with you know the Batman trilogy that was running around the same time and da, da, da. Um, but Homecoming and Far From Home were more lighthearted Spider-Man experiences. Definitely brought in the comedy. But this took it to a different level. Where I can't talk about it here. Like most of the comedy, I can't talk about it here because it would spoil everything. But let me just tell you this. There there are a lot of a lot of physical comedy in this movie that I and not only physical comedy, but like background physical comedy. So what I mean is like there might be some like people talking, but like a little bit off screen, other people in that scene are doing the wildest stuff. There's a character stuffing donuts in his pockets while um, May and Peter are talking. There's like a character in the, in the room that they're talking about and he's just shoving donuts in his pocket. <laughs> And like doing it and like looking, making sure he can't be seen. And we're just, we're in the theater laughing at him. There's another moment where Peter, you know, Peter is in a a room with uh, MJ and Ned and they're talking. And while they're talking, two other characters, they bump into each other while they're trying to like work on a project. It's just like, it's just funny to me. Like. There were bits and pieces of that in the movie that just... You were just laughing for no reason. I missed what was being said. Just from watching, like... But just from watching that background animation going on. Like, it it was funny. Um, It was funny. The movie was funny. But I'm going to tell you something. And look, every... Everyone has different levels of emotional tolerance and, and vulnerability and, and whatever you want to call it. The um, there are some moments that were really sad, emotional moments. Now I've been to a lot of movies in the theater, crowded theater, and sad things have occurred. I don't usually hear crying in the theater. Tonight I did. No, no one was like. Oh. But there were a lot, there were a ton of sniffles in the theater. Like, a lot of people were like, (laughs) like, it got real. There were, there were a few scenes that got real. It it got to a point where, like, it was tears of joy type of thing. But then, I I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it without spoiling it, but like there was a moment in the movie where someone was saved. And after the save happened, the person who saved the day was just crying. Just crying, like, oh my God. Like it and you just your heart immediately broke for the, the, the character. Like you Oh. I'ma tell you, yeah, man. You know, I was Man, you know, this was, this movie took you everywhere. 
as we all know, Doctor Strange is in the movie. And I'm going to say this. <clears throat> his role in the movie, I was worried that because like he was OP, they would do some BS to like eliminate him from most of the plot. He is eliminated from most of the plot. Let's just like he he's gone for a a good amount of the movie. However, the way they get him to be gone, I'm actually okay with it. Like I it, it, I mean they they could have definitely botched it. I think they did the best that they possibly could have with how they took him out of the story. Um but when he gets back into the story, it's a, it's a little weirder how he it's it's not really explained how he just was able to get back. So, um, but I will say, Doctor Strange in this movie is kind of um, he's a little all over his tone. He's kind of like crotch crotchety old uncle type character, like. Like he's kind of grumpy pants for most of the movie, um, which seems to fit. It seems to fit. And, you know, you have um, so Tom Holland and MJ, right? There, there's a point where like so we've seen the trailers, like Peter was being interrogated. You know, like some of the stuff I'm talking about, we've seen the trailer. So I'm, I can elaborate a little bit on those things. But like, MJ is also being interrogated. And they refer to her as uh, Michelle Jones Watson. Right? So, like, for some reason, Disney, Marvel, and Sony keep teasing this, like, Mary Jane comparison, Mary Jane Watson comparison. With this girl, her name is Michelle Jones Watson. And she she explicitly says, like, no, I don't go by Watson. I just go by Jones. And it's a weird little nugget that they felt they needed to like drop in there. I guess I guess the first two movies fans were like, what the hell? So then Sony and Disney were like, fine, we'll tell you why it's not a, you know. Um Trust me, it's not a spoiler. It has nothing to do with the plot. It's just a weird, random thing that they put in there. Just, I guess, to explain to us her full name and understand her story. Um, Ned, Ned, he he's there. He's there, and honestly, he probably did not have to be there. Like, the movie, if you took him out... You might miss like a couple of funny moments, maybe. But they kind of re they he's recycled at this point. Like all of his material is recycled from the first two movies. And it kind of feels like it's just there so that he can be there. But he's not driving the plot in any real significant way. Um that MJ possibly couldn't. At, at this point, like, Peter is, like, running around doing stuff. MJ and Ned end up, like, becoming, like, a duo during the movie and a lot of uh, a lot of instances. So they kind of feed off of each other. But, like, Ned seems to not really have a self-contained purpose. So it, it kind of comes off as... 
hey, you know, the guy in the chair. Like, they, they, they rehashed that whole gag in this movie, and it just is like, it kind of fell flat. Um, ironically, like, he was, he was, like, one of the funny highlights of the first movie. But, yeah, it fell flat in this one. So it was okay. One of my coworkers, he, he saw it before I did. And I asked him, you know, like, how, how'd you like it? He said he liked, like, it was a really good movie. But then he said the ending felt like it was drawn out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, yeah, I can see, like, Wrapping up a, a movie like this might take like a while. But I think I understand the context of what he was saying. This movie probably could have been two hours long. It feels like half an hour. I'm sorry. Because the movie picks up pretty quickly. Like the movie starts off with a nice action sequence. Um that gets the ball rolling with everything going on in the movie. So I like it. Uh this I'm I'm gonna talk I'm gonna go back to Peter's intelligence in, in a moment, but I wanna get back to yeah, the ending they I can I can see why the ending was how it was. And I guess they wanted to tie some loose ends up. But it did feel like it was like, all right, we we get it. Like, yeah. The consequences of the, you know, the ramifications of the things that occurred. Okay, you know, like it, it, it felt. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, it felt a little, uh, yeah. But um, so I want to go back to yeah. So Peter, listen, his intelligence is in full display in this movie. This is one of the things that I've always like been annoyed with Tony Stark you know being this MCU mentor to Peter Parker is not a traditional Spider-Man type of thing so like Spider-Man he built his web shooters he made his costume he did a lot of things on his own before linking up with people like Reed Richards and Tony Stark uh, Bruce Banner, Otto Octavius, um, these great minds that he looked up to in the sense of like intellect, but not necessarily because he was always a hero that just wanted to work alone. Like he just, that was always his preference. You know, you look in the comics, he'll like temporarily team up with like the Avengers or the X Men or whoever. And then like after the little mission's over, he's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like he just, bye bye, you know, like. He's always that way. Even like Marvel's, uh, Marvel's Avengers, the Spider-Man DLC, if you want to call it, dropped. And one of the earliest lines that he has to Miss Marvel is, yeah, I'm not going to be here for long. And she's like, sure, you won't be. Like, So they're definitely trying to keep him a character in that sense as well. I, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, he, he just has always flown solo. Never really a team guy. Like, knows how to collaborate when it needs to. And, like, he'll ask for help when the situation gets dire. But he'd rather just handle it on his own. He'd rather... He's one of those that doesn't want anyone to get hurt. So, like, everyone just stay out there. Let me just take care of it. Type of hero. I can respect that. I can dig that. Um, 
But his IQ, his high IQ and intellect is on full display in this movie. You will get to see a more nerdy side of Peter Parker in this movie. So if you appreciate how smart he is and how he can really think things through it and that scientifical invention-esque side of him, this is the movie. This is it. This is it. Go do it now. Like, yeah, they, they really harnessed a lot of who we know comic book Peter Parker to be. They brought that all in to this movie. And, um, some, you can't bring everything. But some things they did, and they were capable, and they pulled it off, and it was magnificent. Now, I'm, I'm going to, you know, so, <sighs> we need to talk about, so, I'm, I'm, I want to talk about the villains. Um, I want to talk about two of the villains. The early names, Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx. We knew they were in the movie from the jump. Right? For for a long time, we knew they were in it. So I want to talk about them next. Let's start with Alfred Molina. Now, again, no spoilers, but we know he's in the movie, so I'm free to talk about him. He has an action sequence with Peter. And during this action sequence, the way he speaks, his, his, you know, his, his uh, mannerisms and everything definitely are pulled off from Sorry, I had a text from my Cousin slash sister. But they pulled it from Spider-Man 2. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Everything that we know about him is pretty well pulled from Spider-Man 2 during the fight. But then this is an ongoing issue that I I kind of knew. And I talked about this. Like this isn't something I'm pulling out of my behind. Like I talked about this in previous episodes. The time gap between the portrayals, I felt like we weren't going to get the same character. On top of that, this was definitely a strong comedian portrayal. Like, so basically, it's like this because the movie's tone is more lighthearted and more comedic. They did end up changing Doc Ock. They changed Electro and all the other villains involved. All of them sound like it's a it's it's just a comedy show in a sense. Uh, Doc Ock really sounds in incompetent at times. It's weird, like he. He's him. Like he's Otto. And if you've seen Spider-Man 2, you will easily recognize his tone. Like he obviously his look, whatever, is whatever. But like the tone and the way he's like processing things sounds like him. But then 
I'm not going to say... So... He's one of those bad guys... In this movie, he sounds like one of those bad guys that's always like trying to do something evil, but never really a threat. There are plenty of villains that have that. Like, it's... I was trying to think of a perfect example for this, but like... I guess Dr. Robotnik from, like, Sonic, right? Like, he's, like, this guy's always got, like, an evil thing going on. But then, like, his failures is just, like, comedy. Like, it's just, it's just funny. So it's, it's strange to see Doc Ock in that predicament. But they changed his tone. And I knew they would. They, they were going, it was inevitable. But they, they were able to retain a lot of his essence, even with the changes. So it it doesn't pull you out, but if you are looking for a complete copy of what you saw in Spider-Man 2, you will not get that. But it does not detract. It still fits. It still works. And so I was fine with it, but I did notice it. But I was fine with it. Jamie Foxx, his took a complete twist. Um... They changed, they, rem- I mean, aesthetically, they changed him, right? Completely. But character-wise, he completely changed. They addressed it, too, a couple of times in the movie. Like, like he's thinking to himself, like, yeah, you know, I look really different. Like, he- but he also sounds and acts different. There's like a, okay, okay, all right. I'm a, I'm a, this is how I'm going to help you out. There was a show, well, early 2000s, right? I think it was like late 90s, early 2000s, Jamie Foxx show. It was just called The Jamie Foxx Show. I used to watch that show. Funny show. Um, Jamie Foxx, as you probably could tell, stars in the show. Uh, Somewhat fictional version of himself. I think he has a different last name. I forget. But, um, you know, he goes by Jamie in the, in the show for sure, 100% Jamie. And I forget something. It's not Fox, but something in the show. Um, anyway, you guys remember his personality in that show. Those of you that have watched the show, I know this is a hard left. If you're like a comic book person, like you may not correlate with the show. But I promise you, if you have seen the show, trust me, just follow along. So in the show, he's a very, he's, he's got a lot of macho and gusto. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm Jamie. Ha ha. You're like, and he sings too a little bit. Not, not as bad as me, but like he'll, so he'll throw some stuff out there. Um, that's the electro we got. For better or worse, that version of Jamie Foxx showed up. The very, um, now look, towards the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, he, he started to develop into that kind of personality, but it, it did, like, he, he, it, it, it took a weird, like I said, it took a, like, a weird shift in this movie where, and again, they had to tone some of it down to be comedy, but also, like, menacing somehow and it just felt eh. um 
Yeah, I mean, guys, look, I, I don't, you know, Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina, they did fine. You know, they, they were, if you saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and if you saw Spider-Man 2 and you enjoyed those portrayals, then you're going to be fine in this movie. Like, you're going you're gonna to enjoy them again. They're going to be fine. They're just going to be a little more funny than they were before. That's about it. Um, I'm not going to talk about the other uh, villains that we see in the movie, mainly because I think for some of them, I'm trying to remember, for some of them, I don't think they their names are confirmed. Like, they, they weren't confirmed leading up to the movie's release. Now that the movie's out, you can obviously look at the casting list and see exactly who the heck is in the movie. But leading up, we didn't know who was actually in the movie, right? So we only had those two confirmed. So I only want to talk about those two. Um, I don't want to talk about who else is in the movie. <laughs> um, Aunt May, or as Peter just says, May. Uh, she's in the movie. She plays a pretty good role in there. She does a pretty good job. Her part, you know, she seems like she's there. Uh, her and Happy are still having an awkward relationship thing going on. Um, first time we see either of them on camera is them talking about their their relationship. And it's, it's somewhat decently funny. Um... But yeah, she you know she's cool in the movie. Um, has a a big scene um, towards like I guess the middle of the movie. I want to say maybe the middle of the movie, um, where uh, really really tear jerking scene. I I'm not going to lie. I think they wrote it out the way they did on purpose. To I'm trying to make sure I don't spoil anything. But this particular emotional scene, they purposefully told you two different things at the same time. You did not know what was happening in that scene until it happened. And then when it happened, you automatically hoped that the other thing was actually happening. Uh, This is one of those rare times where I really, like, you see enough movies, you know like when you see certain thing happen in a scene, you know something is going down later in that scene. But this was one of the few times where I I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. But then I ended up being right. But they like they take you there and then they say, No, it's actually this. And then they turn around and say, No, it's actually the first thing. And it's just whoo, it was the that 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 they drew like that scene was drawn out. But they carried it, man. Like they, oh boy, I you know, I was, I was, I was, I was distraught. I would, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what I would have done, man. Yeah, that. Great. I mean, I applaud. I, I applaud that scene. Like, real seriously. Like I. Probably I am. Um, is that the tearjerker of the movie? I don't know. That was rough, you know. The bond that Peter has with his aunt has always been a staple of 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 Peter's just thing in the comics. Um, 
So any any time a movie can portray that adequately, the move you know that you you've done a great job. I you've done a great job. I was about to say something, but I feel like that would have been a spoiler. Um, she says something in the movie that I was disappointed that she said it. Um, I was disappointed that she said it. But she said it, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, overall, like I said, it's a top three Spider-Man movie. Easily. Easily. Now, I got to watch it. You know, I'm going to watch it again, guys. And when I do, I'll have spoiler episodes popping out as well as, you know, obviously being able to focus on different elements in the movie that I didn't the first time. First time I watched it, definitely as a fan, you know, second time it's going to be more of a critic. And if I end up seeing it a third time for some reason, it'll probably be to like wrap up some loose end train of thoughts that I had. But, um, so let, let's get down. Let's talk about if you should even watch the movie or not, right? Let's just wrap this little review up. Initial thoughts, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for the comments. Just thank you. All right, carry on. Yeah, I mean, if you... So, here's why you should watch the movie. If you like Spider-Man as a character, watch the movie. If you like... If you enjoyed Tom Holland's performance in Homecoming and Far From Home, watch the movie. He he destroys... Yo, he crushes this movie. Like, he does... A really great job in this movie. Um, if you're a Steve Ditko and Stan Lee fan, watching two of their most popular heroes on screen together, it felt like such a beautiful tribute to those creators who both passed away recently in the past few years. It's a wonderful tribute to them. Um, the only person that's missing is Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Squirrel Girl. I mean, that was Ditko. Ditko did Squirrel Girl. So if you had all three Ditko heroes, then you know. They'd probably be invincible. <laughs> you you could you can't beat Squirrel Girl, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man. You can't. But anyway. Enough of that. Um, if you if you like comic book Movies, comic book hero movies, watch this movie. If you like the MCU, watch this movie. If you enjoyed Sony's movies like Venom, uh, watch the movie. If you enjoyed the original Spider-Man trilogy or the Amazing Spider-Man movies, watch this movie. If you enjoy... Some good action comedy, watch this movie. If you enjoy action, watch this movie. If you enjoy comedy, watch this movie. If you enjoy a good movie, watch this movie. 
<laughs> if you like bad movies, watch it. Listen, I can't think of anyone that I would say don't watch this movie to. Like, it's just a good movie. Even if you're not interested in this kind of stuff, like this kind of action, hero-esque vibe or whatever it is, you should still watch the movie. But let me say this. Reasons, excuse me, reasons why you should not watch the movie. One reason could be you don't like good movies. No, I'm being facetious. In all honesty, the only reason why you wouldn't watch this movie is if you just don't, like, you do not like. It's one thing to be indifferent, but if you honestly do not like action movies, if you do not like superhero movies, do do not watch it. <clears throat> if you don't like action movies with comedy as a forefront, do not watch this movie. Um, that that's about it. I mean, seriously, you, you know, if you're indifferent or you like these kind of movies, this is the movie to watch. That's about it. I mean, guys, look, it was a very good. Mo- who am I kidding? It was a great movie. <clears throat> I can see myself watching this movie over and over and over again and still getting emotional at cer- at those parts, still laughing at those parts. Like I I can honestly cuz like I like the original trilogy is Spider-Man. I go back and watch those movies from time to time and still laugh, cry, like it Sometimes you just know when a movie is just going to stick with you or a show is just going to stick with you. Maybe an episode of a show. Like sometimes you just know after you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is going to be this movie. No way home. Yeah, this movie got me all up like you. And here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Right. So remember the titles tell you like it's like an underlying theme of the movie like Spider-Man Homecoming it was about you know Peter trying to ask out what was her name before she before MJ showed up at the end I forget the girl the Bane girl's name you know you know uh I really did forget her. I'm mad at myself for forgetting her name. But, you know, Vulture's daughter and the whole thing, that twist. Remember that twist? That was a twist. When he opened the door, it was like, hey. I was like, oh. And Peter was like, oh. Like, we all was like, oh. That, Michael Keaton. I'm sorry, I have to take a detour here. But Michael Keaton and Tom Holland in that car ride scene going to Homecoming, Tension beyond words. Well acted. Well played. I was impressed. I mean, I was impressed. The, the, the game of chess that they were playing with each other. And then the door is just oblivious. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo. That, yeah. You got me? Because that, that, ooh. I was hot. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, th- this movie really 
in a lot of ways brings out the best in Spider-Man portrayal. Um, and if if I had to like, when I look back, I can tell like like I said, five years from now, I'm probably gonna be watching these movies again. Or this movie again, and just really feel like, wow, you know, what a sensational thing, you know. When you had like Far From Home, you know, they weren't they weren't home, right? Like they were far from home. No way home fit the theme of the movie, sort of. No way home implies that there's like no way home. But one of the issues that I had with the movie is that they made a decision. And I think this is going to be like when I, I'm going to start watching like video reviews and reading reviews. I want to see if I'm the only person that thinks that this is this is like a huge plot hole. It. You're able they they navigate the plot hole in a way that makes the movie work. <clears throat> But the plot hole is in such a way that the movie would not happen after like the hour mark. Like the second the second half of the movie did not have to exist. Because they literally Doctor Strange literally creates the solution to the whole thing. And then they just don't do it. Multiple times they have the chance to do it. And they just say, no, we're not going to do it. And the reason why they don't do it is, like, I get it. I get it. But because it's in your face so much that this doesn't have to happen, it's like, ah, do we have to do this? Like, it, 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 it comes off in that kind of sense, like... Uh, I don't know. Like now, it's like we didn't have to be here. So, no way home kind of implies like there is no way home. There's no chance of you like. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna fix this? When really, the solution is there. But Peter wants to do something else instead, and that's what the movie is about, basically. So. I think this time No Way Home is a little different. I could speculate, but that would cause spoilers. So I'm not going to speculate as to what No Way Home could mean. But yeah, this was that 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 one missed it a little bit. Homecoming was easy to see. You know, Far From Home was easy to like, okay, we're far from home. This is the theme. No Way Home missed the mark a little bit. The end credits uh First of all, the, like the actual credits reminds you of Into the Spider-Verse credit credit sequence, like the animation and stuff. Uh, it reminds you of Into the Spider-Verse. So if you've seen that movie, when you go to see No Way Home and you look at the credits, you're going to be like, oh, this feels familiar. So I don't know if Sony like copied and pasted or if Sony has begun to create like a template for credits. But they used the same thing. <laughs> the same vibe in a sense. But they also, like Homecoming and Far From Home, it still has like that same vibe too. 
So yeah, I think there's like a template going on for not only these movies, but also the Spider-Verse movie. It's just that the animation didn't look like the Spider-Verse movie for obvious reasons. Um, there were, there was a mid credit scene and there's an end credit, the end credit, it's not even an end credit scene. It's, it's not an end credit scene. Stay for the end of the credits, but it's not a scene. It's an entire trailer for a movie. And... And that's all I'm going to say. I feel like if I say what it is, it's, it's a spoiler. I feel like just mentioning it, you probably could figure out what it is. Um, but I'm not going to explicitly say what movie it's for. But it was unexpected. And I do wonder if this is the first trailer we've seen at all for the movie. Which, now nah, I probably just gave it away like an idiot. Alright, look. It's the Doctor Strange movie. The Doctor Strange movie has a trailer right after the movie. And, um... Look. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. But there are some issues that I have with it. When I look at how No Way Home ended, it actually made me more confused about Doctor Strange's next movie. I'm actually, like, more confused. I, it doesn't seem to... They're going to be connected, but I don't see the bridge yet because of how things ended in the first... You just have to watch... No, Once you watch No Way Home and you see how it ends, you're going to be curious, like, well, what? What is about to happen with... Um. So, you know, get ready. Also, there's a twist in the trailer. If you've seen Marvel's What If, you know what that twist is. And that's it. Um, now, look. What would I grade the movie, right? Like, So when I, when I talk about Venom, Let There Be Carnage, that was not a good movie, right? Mediocre at best. Pretty, pretty bad at worst. Probably somewhere in the middle. Where would I rank this and like not rank but like grade this? Star review if you're doing out of four stars, I'm oh boy. See, I like five stars. I like five star reviews for like movies and shows and stuff. All right, let's go with this. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being awful, 10 being superb, as perfect as possible, because no movie is actually 100% perfect, right? If I had to grade this movie on first watch, initial watch, so obviously things can change, you know, as I go to sleep, I wake up, I might feel different. So don't hold me to this, like... But I definitely want to give you initial reaction. So bear with me. No less than a 7. But I'm also having trouble giving it a 10. So I'm going to give it a 9. Because, there are, like I said, there are a couple of issues with the movie that make me feel like, eh, like, uh... 
But it is overwhelmingly good. Great material. I can't wait to do the spoiler reviews. You have no... like. I wish you had the concept of just how bubbly I am. Like, I wish you could understand just how giddy I am about this. But, um... Yeah, so I would give it like a nine. Out of the four stars, I see, I want to do like a 3.5. That's why I like five stars, because if it were five stars, I would give it a four. So out of five stars, I'm giving it a four. Um, highly recommend, highly recommend, would do it again, will do it again. Um, this was just a phenomenal movie, guys. Like, I'm just replaying everything in my mind. It's just a phenomenal movie. But here's the thing about the movie experience. So I was in the theater. It's crowded, right? And I'm pretty sure the second showing that I'm going to is going to also be crowded. I've noticed, for me, the crowd makes it better. The crowd makes the experience better. So I enjoyed the movie. And then also there were a lot of twists and reveals and all kinds of special moments that may not feel as electric the fifth time around, right? So into that kind of consideration, that's why I can't give it like a 10 or a 5 star. Like, I know when I go to repeat these mo- this movie, the rating will probably drop. Like, realistically, No Way Home is probably going to land at like seven stars, maybe eight. And probably stay at four stars out of five. Probably stay there. I can't imagine it going down to three. Three is average. It's not average at all. It is not an average. It is well above an average movie. It is a great movie. So, you know, four stars. Is it an excellent movie? Is it elite? Will it win any awards? I don't I don't think so. I don't you know, I don't I don't expect it to win any real awards. Um but you know it is what it is. So with all that said, that is my review. Initial reaction I should say. Full review Uh, It's 2 o'clock in the morning, guys. So, but yeah, full review is going to go up um, after I watch the second showing. Um, I'm already excited for that. I will probably not stay (laughs) for the complete end of the credits. Maybe I will. I did for Venom. Like, I knew what was going to happen, but I still stayed. Uh, but you know, that's, that's cool. That's cool. All right, guys, I'm, I think I'm tired and that's why like I'm, I had a weird pause. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to like, cause there's obviously so much I could say, but it would just be spoilery. So I'm trying to figure out what in my limited state can I actually, what more can I say? And to risk, I'm not going to take the risk, so I'm just going to cut it off here.
Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.